Good morning and welcome to another day and episode of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I am your host, Marcia A. Sullivan, and I'm so thankful that you can join me on this marvelous morning. Today we're going to get into part two of sharing God's word, but we're going to focus on God is Supreme, is what this podcast is entitled, because we got this from part one of last week where we talked about uh, Rahab in the book of Joshua in chapter 2 where the spies had come in in the city and Rahab actually protected the spies because she heard about their God and she feared him she actually said that he was supreme that he was supreme in all of the earth and we're going to do a continuation of what that really means as we get into part 2 to see whether or not if God was able to use the spies to keep his word. And so I want you to understand how God is supreme when he's able to save a woman and her whole entire family just by her faith alone and just by her obedience. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, I want you to get from this message today is that if you have the faith to believe and fear the Lord, then God can do just what he said. He can save not only you, but your entire family. And, And we're going to see how God actually kept his word with Rahab and her and her family. So turn with me today in chapter 6 of Joshua because it's a continuation of chapter 2 with the spies and we're going to get into verse number 15 of chapter 6 and it reads here it says on the seventh day the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before but this time they went around the town seven times so what's happening in this uh scenario here is that the israelites are marching around the town seven times and we know that the number seven from a biblical stands represents the number of completion so they are obedient to do what has been given unto them by the leaders and by God himself because these were God instructions that were given to Joshua to give to the people as well as the priests so they've done that and verse 16 says that the seventh time around as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns so they also had some other things out there to represent that these things were happening they had the horns out there and In addition to that, Joshua commanded the people to shout. Now, when we shout to the Lord with the depths of everything in our hearts, something must happen in the spiritual realm. Notice here, the shout was commanded of them for a reason. And the shout in itself represented a Shabaka praise unto the Lord. When God commanded us to shout, something happened. In the spirit realm. And notice Joshua did not tell them to speak in tongues. As many people do. 
But in this case, what God required is that they make a shout before the Lord. Everybody made a shout. The shout was clear and everyone was on one accord when this shout happened in the spirit realm that also manifests itself in the natural realm. So we're going to see what happened when this shout appeared. In the next verse, it says, For the Lord has given you the town. Notice how victorious they were when the shout, when the shout happened. The shout blasted. They had the equipment that they need. They had the horns. Um, I'm sure a priest actually blew into that horn. And they made a joyful shout before the Lord. And when this happened, immediately that verse says that the town or the the Lord has given you the town, Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed. And the reason why it says, because as an offering to the Lord, only Rahab, the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared for she protected our spies. So there was only one remnant left to be saved, and that was Rahab and her family. But the beautiful thing about this is that Rahab predicted that. So everything that was destroyed, everything in in the town of Jericho was destroyed except for Rahab because she was the offering that God was using to to as 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 a means to save and to deliver her family and and they made it clear the spies made it clear why they were going to save her life is because she looked out and saved the lives of the spies but may but most but mostly because she really feared the lord and i'm gonna go back a little bit so that you can see what i'm talking about here notice how Rahab actually predicted that they were going to get the town before they really got the town. And what I love about Dr. Tony Evans is he always tells us this to those who listen to him. I love Dr. Tony Evans, but he always encourages the people of God by saying that we're not fighting for victory, but we're fighting from victory. And if we go back to chapter 2, of Rahab and how she protects the spies. This was a clear indication that 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 the Israelites were not fighting for victory, but from victory. And the reason is is because they had the Lord of Lords with them fighting and protecting them. And so this prostitute woman, she makes it clear to them and she prophesies it even though she had, you know, lived in a different town and had different gods. But this is what she said to them in verse uh, number. If you go to chapter two of verse, let's see, it looks like verse eight. It says, before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the rooftop to talk with them. She says, I know the Lord has given you this land. She had prophesied it's interesting when the enemies know that God has done something in your life. A lot of times God will use your enemies to become your footstool and he will use your enemies to favor you. And they sometimes don't even know why they're doing it. But Rahab nevertheless had compassion in her heart 
And the reason why she said that I know the Lord has given you this land without a shadow of a doubt. She says, we are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know that you did to Shion and all the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder, she says, no wonder our hearts have melted in fear. So she acknowledged that. And I also read that in part one of God is Supreme, but I wanted to read it again today for those who did not listen to get a clear imagery of what was happening here. Rahab was a prostitute. She feared the Lord. She prophesied to, to, to the spies that God was going to give them the land. And the reason why she knew that is because she had heard of the notorious things that were happening to God and his people and how they had uh, had already in the past destroyed kingdoms and destroyed kings, cities, and towns. And now they were coming up to the place of Jericho where the Lord had already prophesied and told Joshua that he was going to give Jericho to them. And he also gave them specific instructions. So everything that the Lord has spoken was getting ready in this moment. It was all coming to pass as the people of God did exactly what God wanted to wanted them to do was to march around the city of Jericho seven times and to make that shout before the Lord. And when they did that on one accord, God had given them the land. And when God did that, he tells He tells the two spies something. As I just previously read, he says in verse 17, Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared for she protected our spies. Now that is important. That's why I read it again. That was the only reason why Rahab was spared. But other than that, she would have never been spared had she not kept her word, had she not feared the Lord. So when we fear the Lord, God will intervene and save not only our lives, but the lives of our loved ones. In verse 18, it says, Do not take any other things set apart for destruction, or you yourselves will be completely destroyed, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. So if one person decided to keep what God said not to keep, it was going to affect their victory. It was going to affect them being victorious in the spiritual realm as well as the natural. And because the people of God feel God's command, they did as they were commanded by their leaders. In verse 19, it says, Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred. And it was sacred to the Lord because these were like the sacred articles, the treasures. You know, we said that the silver and the gold belongs to the Lord. But do we really understand? Because God owns the storehouse. 
He owns the riches and the wealth. And that's why anytime the Israelites or God's people went to battle, he will always tell them, do not take anything from the places of the cities for which they destroyed. Do not take their silver, do not take their gold, but to preserve those things only for God himself. And it says here, he said, it says in verse 20, um, everything, I'm sorry, verse 19, everything made from silver, gold, bronze, of iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. Did you know that God has a treasury? You know, you think about a bank, they have a treasury. Uh, you think about the library, they have an archive. It's a sacred place where they store things and files and documents. In the blank, the bank, they have a vault where they store valuable goals. God has a treasury in his kingdom as well. And, and the reason is, is because he is the king of the world. He owns everything in it. So a treasury for God is not something new. The world has its treasury too. But can you imagine what God's treasury looked like in the kingdom, in his kingdom? And so in verse 20, it says, When the people heard the sound of the rams, the horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it by the glory of God. They could never have captured this land without the help of God because the city and, and its gates were secure, meaning that they couldn't get through the gate because the security was there. And if they had gotten through the gate, and found by the king or the security guards, I'm going to say the soldiers of the town who was responsible for monitoring the town, if they got caught, they were going to die, the two spies. But God knew that he wanted to give them the land. So Rahab played a role, a vital role in sparing their lives, and they didn't get caught. That's how... They were really able to conquer because when those two spies went into the land, they were looking around to scope the land out, to figure out how they really could conquer the territory. And they did just that as it was written in the Bible, as it is written in the Bible, rather, I should say, they did just that and they won the victory. And when the walls of Jericho collapsed, verse 21, it says they completely destroyed everything in it with their swords, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, goats, and donkeys. And the reason why they had to destroy everything in it is because God did not want their enemies to come back and hunt them. And we can see what happens if you've read the story about Saul. What happens when Saul was actually given a command by the Lord and refused to kill everything, men, women, and children, and that that enemy came back later when Esther was on the scene to hunt them because Saul deliberately disobeyed the Lord. 
But in this chapter, we see that victory was won because the people, the priests, and the leaders all together literally obeyed the Lord. Even Rahab, the prostitute, obeyed and feared the Lord. And because of it, her family was saved. And we're getting to the nitty gritty of it because this is where we see where the Lord again keeps his promise. He says in 22, Meanwhile, Joshua said to the two spies, Keep your promise. Go to the prostitute's house and bring her out along with all her family. God kept his word. God kept his covenant. And I'm sure that made Rahab and her family, her entire household, feel the Lord even the more. So for those who, who think that God cannot save, this story should remind you that God is in the business of saving. It doesn't matter what you've been told or what you've heard. If you fear the Lord and believe in the word of God, salvation shall come not only to you, but to everything that's attached to you, to everything that's attached to your bloodline, to everything that is attached to your household. Because God did it for Rahab. God is no respecter for person. What he did for somebody else, he can do for you. God did it for a prostitute. God cares for his people, no matter who or what we are. God cares for his sheep. And then it says in 24, Then the Israelites burned the town and everything, only the things made from silver, gold, bronze, and iron were kept for the treasury of the Lord's house. So Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute and her relatives who were with her in the house because she had hidden the spies, Joshua. I'm sorry, because she had hidden the spies. Joshua sent to Jericho and she lives among the Israelites to this day. And at that time, Joshua invoked this curse. He says, May the curse of the Lord fall on anyone who tries to rebuild the town of Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundation. At the cost of his youngest son, he will set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his reputation spread throughout the land. Now this is how you know that the Lord is with you. Because again, Dr. Tony Evans says, we're not fighting for victory, but we're fighting from victory. Joshua, the people, and even Rahab was able to conquer Jericho. There was a witness. God always used a witness to testify at what their eyes have seen to the degree to tell somebody else's story. Rahab and her family could have perished when Jericho was being raided by God because judgment had come upon Jericho. Now, it wasn't easy. It took planning. It took strategy. It took getting specific instructions from the Lord for Joshua, the priest, the people to conquer Jericho. But God had used someone named Rahab to also help play a role and when victory has been won not only is there's a shout but there's a rejoicing and the 
the Lord speaks for himself to testify to our enemies just not only how great his name is but how great he shall become in our lives when we really learn to do and follow the instructions of the Lord we shall see great mighty things and I love in the end of the verse it says the town was cursed but not that part that's not the part that I love but the part that I love is the ending part is verse 27 where it says so the Lord was with Joshua this is how you know that the Lord is with you God is going to fight for you and everything attached to you shall be victorious. And it, it closes by saying, and his reputation spread throughout the land. And the reason why his reputation spread was because of who God was to Joshua. Joshua really feared the Lord. Joshua obeyed the Lord. Joshua followed the Lord. And he was able to give the same instructions to God's people Rahab received them and she was able to live and her whole household was saved so for those who don't believe that God is a saving God I want you to keep reading your Bible keep praying to the Lord if you're still praying and asking and hoping for God to save your loved ones don't give up because he's able to do it just like he did for Rahab but this is believing believing by faith and trusting God adhering to his word keeping his word alive in your heart no matter what life will bring your way continue to walk and keep your faith strong in the Lord because in due time God will do just what he said and I pray that you will continue to trust the Lord and keep him near to your heart and know that the Lord loves you and that he has a plan to truly save you as well as your family may God bless you and until next time I hope to see you again and I pray that you would tune in for a next episode and uh, continue to go in the love and the peace of Christ God bless you